I think the break came at a good time, especially with uh, the number of games coming up in such a short period. You know, it was well timed, and we're refreshed and ready to go this weekend. You can do everything in practice, but then sitting in a game is a little bit different than you know some of the things you might do in practice. I think it was good to get out on the field and uh, give it a go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's Rapids podcast with myself, David Lindholm, the Rapids Director of Media Relations, alongside play-by-play announcer Richard Fleming. Coming up this week, we hear about the youth that was on display in Harrisburg last weekend. Clint Irwin talks a little bit about the MLS All-Star Game and the San Jose Earthquakes. And we'll look back at a busy few days for the Rapids women. Hello, this is Brian Mullen. For ticket information, call 303-825-GOAL or find details on the website, coloradorapids.com. Thank you for your support. So that's the next home game this Saturday night against the San Jose Earthquakes. Richard, Earthquakes seem to be in a bit of a difficult spot at the moment. Yeah, and of course they are, and uh, maybe one of the reasons why they got rid of uh, Frank Yallop last week, the, the two parties deciding to part uh, company. A big surprise. Uh, we saw on social networking that uh, a lot of uh, current players and former players very surprised at that decision, of course, Coach of the Year last year in Major League Soccer, the Supporter Shield for what is pretty much the, the, the same roster with just a, a few tweaks here and there for the Earthquake. So Mark Watson has been handed the reins until the, the end of the season. Interim charge, his first game in charge, by the way, of course, will be this weekend at Dick's Sporting Goods Park. So what do you think that means for a new coach and a team playing for a new coach? Is, is that good for the Rapids or, or how do you see that working out for Colorado? It, it, can, go either, it can go either way. Um, you know, you often get a coach coming in looking to, to try new things, uh, the players looking to impress. That could see a, a 10, 15% increase in, in their uh, efficiency. So I think the Rapids have got to guard against that. It's that, that honeymoon period uh, for the new coach. But the Rapids are, are unbeaten in six, they're on home soil. And let's not forget, they ought to have won the last time the two teams met in, in California. 1 0 up through Nathan Sturgis, his first goal in, in a long, long time, two and a half years. And they should have been three 0 up before that that phenomenal strike late on from from Marvin uh, Chavez. So, uh, yeah, th- there are going to be concerns. The players who I've spoken to this week are aware of that that element. But I think that uh, the Rapids are on a, on a good run at the moment. So one of those players that you caught up with was Clint Irwin. He was the the goalkeeper, unfortunately, that had to give up that late equalizer to Marvin Chavez. But you uh, spoke to him earlier this week. I mean, I saw it the whole way. Um, he hit it well, and uh, you know I had positioned myself for where I thought the ball was going to go, and uh, you know just at the last second there was some serious movement towards the corner about <laughs> four feet. And at that point, I really didn't have a chance, but um, yeah, I hadn't really seen a ball move like that, and he hit it well. It was a good goal. So they're back here this weekend. Um, they've got a new coach. Is that something that the team is wary of? Because we know that sometimes sides can can look to try and impress their new coach. Right. Um, we're not really sure what to expect. Um, I think their coach said they're looking maybe to build on a solid defensive shape, which might mean that they sit in some, and you might they might see them come out and press. Um, so we're not really sure what to expect. Uh, you know, new, new sides always have a different identity that they're looking to uh, establish. So we uh, we just have to be wary of what they're going to bring and focus on our game. How difficult or, or, or easy has it been this this past week without that? game last weekend um, the team was on a was on a good run is that derailed the momentum any any do you think 
No, I don't think so. It just gives us a chance to rest and recharge. And, um, you know, we still have a lot of confidence from where we are. And I think the break came at a good time, especially with uh, the number of games coming up in such a short period. Um, but I think, you know, it was well-timed and we're refreshed and ready to go this weekend. And it's the last home game in a series of three. Then you're on the road. Um, how important, therefore, is it to, to end on a, on a big high before what will be three tough road games? Right. Um, we wanted to get you know nine points out of those three home games, and unfortunately we had a draw against FC Dallas, but we're looking to get seven. I think that would be a good return, especially going on the road where you know it's tough to get points and traveling almost uh, you know three times a week, I think, coming up. It's important to start off this stretch with uh, three points and build from there. And obviously for you, you know, we've spoken on, on occasions about what a, a whirlwind season it's been for you so far. This week you were named in the ballot for the All-Star Game. Um, you know, what a season it's been. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, definitely wouldn't have expected that um, in January or really any time. But uh, I think it just shows what the team's put together in terms of defending from the front and everyone involved. and. I'm pretty disappointed that you know Marvell and Chris Clute weren't on there because they they've certainly played a part in that as well. Um, but I think it's it's good for the team to have guys on there. You know Edson, Dylan, it just shows what we're building here. And in terms of what that means for you, uh, you know, how does that tell you in terms of how far do you think you've come this season? <laughs> really far, I think. I mean, I. I I'm not the one that puts myself on those ballots, but uh, just to be considered, you know, in in those names that you see on there is uh, pretty special and um, definitely you know, gives you some confidence. Now, in terms of the side, it's we're approaching that midway point of the season. Um, how would you say that first half? If you're reflecting, the first half of the season's gone. I think we started off obviously slow, but. And I think we're, what, 10 games unbeaten, possibly? It might, might be less than six, that. Six games unbeaten. Six games unbeaten, but we've only lost once in 10. Yeah. Um, so I think that run that we've put together has been has been good, especially considering the circumstances with how many injuries we've had to key players um, and just kind of chopping the lineup almost every week. And we're finally starting to get some of those, those players back now um, at a good time and working them into the lineup. So I think we're set up well uh, for the rest of the season. And we've mentioned already that that week seems to have done the side, you know, the world of good, the players are coming back. And, of course, those players coming back, it creates something that we've not seen this season, I mean, genuine competition for places. Yeah, that's what you want uh, from your team. You know, if you're, look, if you're a coach, you're looking for guys to push each other every week. Um, and if you're a good player, you're looking for guys to push you. Um, you can't do it on your own. You've got to you know, have someone behind you or in front of you that's always driving you on. And I think it's healthy uh, for any organization from whatever position that they're in. We're, we're looking forward to it. Um, obviously, my position is the same. You know, Matt's coming back, and he's going to be looking to you know, push in there. So looking forward to it. And if Marvin Chavez steps over a free kick this weekend, I mean, it was, it was one of those. It was almost a freak free kick, wasn't it? Yeah, I, uh, I talked to a couple of guys on their team, and they said, you know, he takes those in practice, and that's pretty much one in 100 that he gets on goal. So hopefully the uh, next one skies way over. <laughs> so that's Clint Irwin talking to Richard on Wednesday. 
Well, it was another goalkeeper, not Clint, who actually grabbed the headlines last weekend when the reserves played at Harrisburg City Islanders. Yes, Andrew Epstein was that keeper, a 17-year-old who's come through the ranks here at the Rapids. He made a little piece of history, I suppose, in Pennsylvania, uh, mature beyond his years. And you speak to him, he very much is mature beyond his his years. And I, I suppose as a keeper, we've seen with Clint Irwin, you have to be because you have to be able to shoulder that responsibility that goes with with being a goalkeeper. And I've got to say, in the in the brief conversations I've, I've had with uh, with Andrew, he's uh, he's just such a credit to the club. And for me, he seemed a little more nervous going into the interview than he actually did going into the match. He was involved in that three one win for the reserves. He played well, no mistakes, very composed. Uh, and afterwards, I spoke to him about making his debut with that reserve team. I always like playing with people who are way better than me. It pushes me. Um, bigger bodies, things like that, are getting getting me ready going into college. Uh, so I think it's great for me. And then getting the game experience too as a goalie is. I mean, you can do everything in practice, but then sitting in the game is a little bit di- a little bit different than you know some of the things you might do in practice. So I think it was good to get out on the field and uh, give it a go. Give us a little bit of your history. You said you're from Fort Collins. Um, how long have you been in the Rapids Academy? How long have you been sort of a Rapids fan? Did you used to go to games? Just talk a little bit about your, your history in Colorado and, and in the, the Rapids program. Okay, so I lived in Colorado my whole life. Um, and, yeah, I used to go to Rapids games here and there when I was little. I know I used to come down when the U.S. men national team was in town uh, once or twice. So I was kind of always coming down to Dick's for bigger things and then my sophomore year so three years ago was when I joined the academy so this is my third academy season that's wrapping up here um, and then I mean, just been in with them ever since so you've got uh, you're still U16s eligible you'll be you, you've got the playoffs coming up in the development academy are you looking forward to that experience and what do you think that team can achieve down in Dallas I think it'll be good um, I missed out on the playoffs with the U18s last year, so I think I'm excited to go. You know, have that competitive atmosphere. It's a little weird jumping around from level to level, but I'm excited to, you know, go compete. And they've got some talented guys for that age group, so I think it'll be a, a good experience. And lastly, you mentioned college. You're headed off to, to Stanford in the fall. What are you excited about with that experience, and what do, what do you expect to get out of uh, playing college soccer? Uh, just keep pushing forward i'm excited to bike to practice instead of driving the hour so uh, i think playing with bigger older guys is always something i want to want to do and hopefully catapult me up to the pros afterwards so i think it's gonna be good he's off to stanford this fall that's a bright future that lies ahead for andrew epstein but it wasn't just about that young keeper last weekend because the game also saw a return for jaime castrione and a hat trick from kevin harbottle it was tempered a bit by the dislocated shoulder that Brenton Griffiths uh, suffered, and, and we're still awaiting final word on how long he'll be out. He's, uh, he's seeing doctors this week. But all in all, it was, a, it was a pretty exciting match. Kevin Harbottle, of course, playing his part, getting a hat trick in the final 15 minutes. Uh, I was able to catch up with him afterwards and talk to him about how those goals came about. The first goal was the result of a poorly hit corner. The ball came to me, and I hit it towards goal, and it went exactly where I wanted it to go. The second was a great header by Mera, and the goalkeeper, or maybe a defender, made the stop, but it bounced to me and I put it in with my knee. On the third goal was a ball that stretched the defense out, and I was able to get to the ball behind the defenders. When the goalkeeper came out, I was able to put it to his side. Down one nothing. what was the locker room like at halftime? What did the team change to come back and, and win the game? Obviously, we needed to give more effort. We were making mistakes that we shouldn't have been, so the team needed more confidence. So we talked about working harder and going out and getting the win. Does a game like this give you confidence moving forward with the with the first team? Yes, of course. For me, it was very important at this moment to score because I'm coming back from injury, which made me start 
start over. It gives me confidence for the next opportunity with the first team. So there's Kevin Harbottle talking to David uh, earlier this week. And that performance, I think, Dave, will have given coaches uh, something extra to think about because we've seen already in practice this week um, how Oscar Perea has been toying with it with a variety of formations, both uh, defensively, uh, midfield and also attack, so in all areas of the park. And, you know, this for me is a real indication. We've seen bodies coming back. We've seen them on the fringes, but this is possibly the first example where we've seen the coach toying with different formations as I say, highlighting the genuine competition for places. Yeah, usually if you watch practice during the week, you can see what Coach Pereja is planning on using that weekend. He usually uses a formation. He might mix in one player in one position and then take another look at it. But this week he, he used two lineups, three lineups, four lineups. That He just kept changing it around, putting new guys in. I suppose that's the type of problem that you want to have. Um, but yeah, so we saw a lot of those players come back against Harrisburg, and, and for our final interview in this week's podcast, we turned to the, the assistant coach who was in charge of the team in Harrisburg, that's Wilmer Cabrera. I think it's really important, first, for him, his confidence, he, he needed it, and uh, then for the team, because uh, we all are expecting good things about him, and he, today, he came in the last 25 minutes live, scored a hat-trick, uh, was confident, was running, putting pressure. So that was the Kevin that we were expecting. And uh, I think it's all mental, and uh, that's why these games are so important for the players that aren't playing uh, constantly with the first team because they can, if they, do, if they do it the way they did it today, they came more confident, they have... Uh, 90, almost 90 minutes playing and um, trying to do the things that we are expecting them to, to develop on, on their own game. And what did you see going on in the center midfield, particularly out of Anthony Wallace, who's usually uh, a left back or a left outside midfield? Yes, Anthony, Anthony is one of the most technical players in MLS. His technique is fantastic. So when he has possession on the ball, is great. So putting him on the middle, it's just to help the team help himself uh, and help the team to to move the ball better to possess, to to get a better possession on the ball and to make him feel com- confident with his aggressiveness to recover the ball to tackle to win the ball because he's been out for a long period and he needs to be confident that when he tackles uh, he feels he feels better and sadly because Brenton got injured in the first half uh, I talked to him and he had to do a sacrifice. He, he did a sacrifice moving from the center midfielder as a center midfielder uh, to center back. But he did a good job. He, you know, move, moving the ball from the back, he's very good. So he had a good vision and good uh, um, uh, possession on the ball and delivering the ball well. So it, w- it, was, a, it was a good game for him. That's Wilmer Carrera catching up with Rachel Sweeney. And before we go, a few other matters. The Rapids women, four games in six days. Richard, what do you think? <laughs> it's, it's just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Thursday, Friday, Sunday of last week in California. Uh, then Tuesday they played at Col- uh, Colorado Rush. Uh, they'll face Seattle here at Dick's Sporting Goods Park on Friday. That's June 14th. They're then again at home on Sunday, June 16th. This is a team which during the regular season will play 12 games. 
It doesn't take a genius to work out that half of that season, six games packed into a a 10-day period. I understand there are reasons for it. I know that that travel and costs um, are are one of those um, elements, but it's clearly, clearly less than satisfactory, I've got to say. Well, then we'll hope for a couple good results from the Rapids women at Dick's Sporting Goods Park in the coming days, either side of the home game for the first team, which is Saturday night. Then we've got a series of road trips for the first team. Yeah, starting with uh, Chicago next Wednesday, of course, after San Jose at home this weekend. Portland the following Sunday, and then the Rapids off to Montreal on the 29th. I'll be in the booth for Saturday's home game this weekend with Marcelo Balboa. Uh, altitude, a pre-game, 6.30pm, kick-off, 7 o'clock. Now, I'd rather you didn't have to suffer me on altitude this weekend, so we would love to see you down here at Dick's Sporting Goods Park uh, watching the action live. Uh, there, there is no a better way to witness top-tier soccer, getting here live, just soaking up that atmosphere. And of course, Rapids Report continues on Altitude. That's each Thursday from 6pm. It's also repeated, so do check your local listings. Well, that's it for us. We'll see you here on Saturday night at Dick's Sporting Goods Park for our match against the Earthquakes. And until next time, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.